Today's sermon is entitled, Who is Tabitha? Who is Tabitha? A signet of transition. Tabitha, a signet of transition will be in Acts 9, 36 through 43 today. I want to talk about this question, who is Tabitha? There's a story in the Bible about a woman named Tabitha, her Hebrew name or Jewish name, uh, her Greek name is Dorcas, who is Tabitha or Dorcas in the Greek. Well, Tabitha is a woman in the Bible that Peter raised from the dead. Peter raised Tabitha from the dead, and she's not all over the Bible. That's why if somebody asks you, who is Tabitha, probably wouldn't know, because she's not a mainstream character. But she does find her way into the Bible. That's what makes it interesting. Tabitha is somebody well enough to be able to have her story written in the book of Acts. This is a small story that God uses to help spread his plan and his word further. So even though it's just a small story, God uses this story to advance his plan and to move his word further. Remember, the book of Acts is all about taking the gospel beyond the familiar. And that's why when we ask the question, who is Tabitha? We say she's a signet of transition because her story is part of the catalyst of moving God's gospel from the Jewish realm into the Gentile realm. In other words, God uses her story, uses her to help symbolize the importance of moving beyond the familiar of just where you are and learning how to act in a new place of where God is trying to take you. The problem with knowing how to act is that when people go to new places, they don't know how to act because they haven't been there before. And so today we want to talk about how to act or how do we um, become people of action in transition, knowing that we're leaving one set of norms into a new set of circumstances that are not normal, but are very much uncertain. So let's read the story uh, that God gives us in the Bible. Beginning at verse 36, it says, Now when, now there was at Joppa, Joppa a certain uh, disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Leda was nigh to Joppa, 
the surrounding city. And the disciples had heard that Peter was there. They sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber. And all the widows stood by him, weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made. Notice the, the name that's used there, Dorcas, which would be the Greek perspective. So maybe most of these women were uh, from the Greek background, not necessarily Jewish. She seemed to be able to relate to both groups of people. So the, they show the garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all out, put them all forth, told them to leave the room. And he kneeled down and prayed and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, called them back in, presented her alive. She's alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa, uh, the Greek for that is Hiope, and many believed in the Lord. It came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with Simon a tanner. Who is Tabitha, a signet of transition. So when we look at this question of who is Tabitha, we have to understand that she is an early woman disciple of Christ who followed his words. Tabitha followed God. Who is Tabitha? Tabitha is a signet of transition because she was able to house or carry or wear or traffic in both realms of both the Jew and the Gentile, being that she was known for her Jewish name, Tabitha, and she was known for her Greek name, Dorcas, just as Saul and Paul. So these are trailblazers who are able to cross over into other realms. To be a Christian and only stay in church or only be around Christians doesn't advance the kingdom much at all. So to act right and to be people of action, God is introducing a new truth that tells us to be people who are able to cross over into new realms and new ideas and concepts, new groups of people, new social networks. So she is this signet of transition. So this place where she was, and we'll see, see that in Joppa, is this place that houses both Jews and Gentiles. So it is not just Christians. Track this, watch what I'm saying. So as we live in this world, we live around people who aren't just Christians. They don't believe as we believe, but yet we have an obligation as believers to be able to reach people who are not like us. 
So she becomes a sign that even in our good, we can bridge to reach farther and spread wider. That we can actually get engaged in things that not necessarily are Christian, but they become a bridge over the troubled water. That we become the connectors between God and the people who do not know him. Who is Tabitha, a signet of transition? I ask myself, why include her in scripture? And I think Tabitha was picked for these following reasons. Check this out. Number one, I think Tabitha was picked because of her stability to sustain transition. She had this stability about her life to be able to handle or sustain transition. I think Tabitha was picked because she had the, 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 the uh, sustainability and the stability to be able to handle and weather transition. A lot of people are afraid of transition, but stability, watch this now, stability affects how you act. When you are uncertain, you don't act right. When you're comfortable, when you're confident, when you know what you know what you know, you act a different way. Matter of fact, people even walk differently when they are confident about who they are. Is anybody tracking with me this morning? So she was stable. Watch this now. Listen, she was stable in her faith, first of all. She was stable in her name and she was stable in her place. I'll say that again. She was stable in her faith, she was stable in her name, and she was stable in her place. In other words, people knew her. People knew her for who she was. And if we're going to be people uh, who are uh, transitioning or moving God's word further to reach more people, we have to be stable enough to handle the transitions that God puts in our life. There's no such thing as getting saved and everything stays the same way it is and that's what God does for you. No, our lives are constantly changing. Joy and I are amazed at how God, here we go again. We on another, we about to hit another loop. Here comes God getting ready to do something else. So people knew her because of her faith they knew her name, and they knew where she lived. So look at verse 36. The verse says, Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple, there's the faith, a certain disciple named Tabitha, that's her name. There was at Joppa, that's her place. So we have a disciple, her faith, who was at Joppa, that's her place. Her name is Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. And when we talk about Dorcas, this Greek interpretation, in other words, her name is Tabitha, by interpretation is Dorcas, or which really means Dorcas, and Dorcas means gazelle. The Greek term means it is the concept of a graceful gazelle. And in the ancient days, a gazelle was typified by a really poised 
fancy woman, that a woman could be called a gazelle because of her elegance, her nimbleness, her uh, ability to be um, um, uh, so uh, poised and so stable and so together. She had a presence uh, where she lived. And so her name was Tabitha, interpreted as Dorcas, could be identified as a gazelle, a fancy woman. So when we talk about who is Tabitha, Tabitha is a high echelon group of a woman. Stability can be marked by recognition and acceptance. When people are able to recognize who you are, meaning they recognize your faith or they know your name or they can identify with where you live and they accept that about you, you have established to some degree some stability. Now, why is that important? Because the more stable you are, the more you can handle a transition. I'm going somewhere. Those who have secure foundations aren't afraid to step on the next rock. Have you ever been in the water, playing in the water, or something, I don't know, but you're stepping on one pebble, and if what you're standing on is wobbly, you're you're going to be more cautious about stepping on the next one. It's harder for you to step to the next thing if you can't get balance where you are. Stability means you have balance. And balance comes from a proper faith, a proper name, and a proper place. Ah, God, watch this now. So those who have balance in their life are able to be secure enough to take the next step. And many people aren't able to take the next step because where they are is too uncertain. And so when we ask ourselves, who is Tabitha? We're asking, who is stable? Who is stable enough to handle the transition that God is going to bring to their life? And so if you're wobbly on one stone, you're hesitant to jump to the next. And I think following Christ as a disciple stabilizes you. You ought to start getting things locked in. You should not be following God for all these years and stuff does not start balancing out. It gives you, listen, your faith should give you a name. Your faith should give you a geographical place to exist and to operate in the world. Your faith should give you a purpose to exist, whereby people start knowing who you are. I got to keep going back to who is Tabitha. If people, listen, who are you? People know you by your name. People know you by your purpose. Why are you? Oh, let's say, well, who is Tabitha? Oh, she works in finance. Because now we're associating who is Tabitha by where she works. What's the place? Well, what's her name again? Tabitha. So now we've got, well, what does she do? Well, she handles the finance. So we take, I'm using a secular thing, but if we take our faith 
And if we apply our faith to where we are and we establish a name in the family of God, then we too can be identified as stable. And once we get stable, guess what God does? He brings a transition. And so I think I think that Tabitha was chosen to have a story in Acts 9 because she was stable enough to handle transition. The second reason I think she was the chosen story in Acts is this. She was a full life with room for others. This woman had a full life with room for others. Now this sounds like an oxymoron. How can you be full of life, but still have room for others. She was full of life, but still had room. How can you be full, but still have room? Transition, listen, God, transition is about reaching all the way to a point where you've maxed out where you are. And so it's time to change. So watch this now. What God does is he fills your life. He fills your life to the point where you have maxed it in terms of capacity with him. But he creates a transition to make room for others. Uh, He keeps moving the line back so that you can have more room to grow. So transition is significant because it creates more room once we reach our full capacity. But watch this, Joy. If you don't reach a fullness of your life, you don't get transition. Why? Because you have no need for transition. You haven't filled up what you have already. So God says, this woman, Tabitha, who is Tabitha? She's a woman who's willing to take it to the top. Tabitha is a woman with strong faith. She's able to be stable enough to sustain transition, but she's able to be full enough to say, God, give me something new. Why? Give me something else in my life so that I can reach more people. Here's what I want you to understand. Look at this text. Now, the concept is full people do for others. Full people do for others. Because full people have reached enough a doing for themselves. Ah, God, you're gonna miss it. The fullness of God on my life has taken me. In other words, I have everything I need. Isn't that what when you share your drink with somebody or you share your food? I'm full. So here, you take it. In other words, once I'm full with God, once I'm full with what I need, I can make room for other. Oh my God, I hope you're getting this. Look at verse 36, part B. The text says, now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. Here it is, part B. This woman was, say it with me, full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. She was full of good works and alms deeds, notice, which she did. So who is Tabitha? Tabitha is a woman of action. She's full of good works and good alms deeds, giving away. So Dorcas, my beloveds, the gazelle, was full 
of good works? Can you be, can you have a full life and still be a gazelle? Oh, I love it. Because some people view their lives, oh, my life is so full, it's so full. I don't, my life is so full. I don't know whether I'm going or coming. I don't know. But the full life, you can still be a graceful gazelle. I think of my mother. I think of all the things she had to do. She worked full time. She raised four kids. She was director of the music ministry. She was national officer in, in the uh, uh, National Church of Living God. She was a worker in the community. She had friends. Which she went to mission uh, on Tuesday night, Bible study Wednesday night, choir rehearsal Thursday night, youth choir rehearsal Friday, children's choir rehearsal on Saturday, and still cooked every night, grocery shopped, went shopping, had Christmas gifts. The full life has room for other. Uh, she wasn't complaining. Oh, I'm overwhelmed. I can't, I can't. The full life has room for others. And so who is Tabitha? Tabitha is full of good works. As an empty vessel is filled with goodness, she was filled to overflowing for others. And this is why I believe the scripture talks about fill my cup, Lord. Why? Let it overflow. It is the full. I kind of feel him. Thank you, Lord. Woo, yes, sir. Uh, it is the full life that overflows unto God, unto others. Ask God to fill your cup. Let it overflow. Well, what was she full of? She was full of good works. She was full. Of, in other words, I have so much good in me that I'm good enough. Watch this now. Watch this now. Remember, stick with the concept. I have enough. So I'm giving it to you. In other words, I'm good. I'm good enough to me. In other words, I'm full of good to myself. I've been good to myself by eating right, sleeping right, working out right, uh, loving myself enough, praying, reading. my. In other words, I'm good. So now that I'm good, let me be good. to. Uh, are you getting this? This is too practical. But watch this now. The text said, if you watch the text, it says she was full of good works and alms deeds. In other words, she was creating ways to give alms to other people. So not only was she just good to people as in kind, she was a giver. In other words, she created alms. She gave alms to other people. She, by nature, by design, was a seamstress. She made dresses and tailored clothes for others. She was bigger than Burlington Coat Factory. I'm just kidding. That's just a joke. But the point is she had her own boutique. She had her own shop where she was able, listen to me, y'all, that she was able to find her own family business. She opened her business. Who is Tabitha? Tabitha is Dorcas. Dorcas is the graceful gazelle, the antelope who is full enough to be a blessing to other people. Oh, this is good. I know mothers who are full of life and they give to other people. The full life, watch this, has something to do, Shauna. The full life has something to do. And when the doing is full, it spills over to others. Let me explain this to you. People who don't have nothing to do are not full. And if they aren't full, whatever they're doing, it ain't for other people. Which means they get in other people's business because they don't have enough 
business of their own to satisfy the fullness of themselves. So they become people who gossip. They become haters because they don't have enough fullness in themselves. And many people are busy, but they are busy bodies. Oh, come on. Somebody talk to me. There are people who are busy, but they are just busy. You know, people who look busy, but ain't doing nothing. Oh, I step on a toe. There are people who are busy, but they aren't doing anything. I want you to understand that fullness equates to doing something that has impact on you and others. I'm going to say that again. Your doing good has impact both on you and on others. And don't get this misconstrued because some well-meaning people, they do good for others, but they never do enough for themselves and they burn out. I want you to understand that Tabitha is a woman. Listen, you can't be a gazelle if you don't take care of yourself. How mama go? How mama gonna be pretty if she don't do something with that red hair? She'd like to get her hair done. She'd like get get uh what's the name to do her hair and he would straighten it. She liked to whip and she would come around and she would whack whack. You know how she she would switch it around like that. I said, go on gazelle, go on gazelle. Who is Tabitha? You better listen. And let me tell you, many people are busy, but they're full. They're not full enough to give to others. So being full and being busy are two different different things. Being full and being busy are two different things. And a lot of people, big shot, I'm so busy. I ain't got time for you. I ain't got time. The full life doesn't always mean 50 hours a week of work. It means you're full enough to give. It means that I'm comfortable. It means that I'm content with who I am. It means that I have enough. Well, what do you have enough of? I have enough love. I have enough joy. I have enough peace in my life to be able to sit down and listen to you whine and cry about your problem. I'm good. So let me create space for you. So this woman, who is Tabitha? She's a woman who is full, but she's got room for others. Transition is about having so much of Jesus that you are ready to spread him and give him to others. Look at the context as how it sits in, our, in Acts. I want you to understand that Jesus came first to the Jews. In other words, he came and made them full with him. In other words, he came and he sat in the upper room in Acts chapter 2. He filled them with the Holy Spirit. And then he said, take now the Holy Spirit to other people. It is until you get filled that you begin to make the transition. I want you to see how this sits in the context of the purpose of Acts. That Dorcas, that Tapada, is a signet of transition. She represents the book of Acts. She represents change. Who is Tabitha? A woman of change. We need women today who are powerful enough to make change. I thank God for women who work. I thank God for women in Congress. I thank God for women who are mayors and police chiefs and technology people and engineers and nurses and doctors women who are full enough to spread their life to others and I'm telling you the truth, if it wasn't for mamas, if it wasn't for Tabithas all over the world who was able, who were able to be filled enough in themselves to make sure their children had enough. They weren't selfish. This new millennial, sometimes they so all selfish but they don't even watch their own kids. I'm telling you, we've got to get past in other words, yes, take care of 
of yourself. But once you get full, I'm not saying things, things will never satisfy. I'm not saying hours of work, being busy and full. I'm talking about reaching a state in your life where you feel good about just being you. Well, what does that mean? That means having your faith established, balanced and stable, having a name that people recognize and having a place and a purpose within which you serve. In other words, you ought to serve somewhere and retire and feel good about what you've done there and who you have been there and people respect you because you brought balance to a place that was catastrophic and you being there made the difference. I'm telling you, Tabitha is a woman, is a Dorcas, is a gazelle who makes a difference. And many Christians, the truth is right now, Wendy, that many Christians aren't witnesses because they themselves aren't full enough of God to give him away. People in church can't go witness and tell others about Jesus because they don't have enough Jesus themselves. They don't have enough faith. They don't even know their own name. They don't even know where they, they are supposed to be. In other words, if you don't know your purpose, you can't be stable. If you don't know your uh, significance in the body of Christ, you can't be stable. I'm telling you, your stability depends upon your faith, your anchor, your weight, and your establishing of your name and the geographical place spiritually and in the earth realm, in the natural realm. But people who are Christians will not witness and you will leave it on the preachers. You will leave it on those who are stronger in God to do all the witnessing in the world when God has called every one of you to be a Tabitha. I'm talking to you. Who is Tabitha? Do you know who Tabitha is? Tabitha you. You are Tabitha. Tabitha is you. They need, listen, listen, there are people who are Christians who come to church and they need him so much for themselves, they can't find the time to give him to others. That's why church folk come to church and are so needy because they need this song sung this way. They need the pastor. You, I need only you to come and pray for me. Would you pray for me, pastor? I need my own seat. I need to sit where I want to sit. I need to be able to wear what I want to wear. I need to be able to do it the way I want to do it because you're a needy Christian who is not full enough with God. You need Jesus. That's right. You need Jesus and you need more of him in order to be full. Don't you know that song, Joy? We like that song. More, more of you. I want more. I gotta feel him. I need more of him. Why? So I can get full. Tap yourself on the shoulder and say, feel me, Jesus. Let's look at the third reason. I'm getting stuck that I think this story is told. The third story, the third reason the story is told is because endings lead to new beginnings. Say that with me. Endings lead to new beginnings. Dorcas wasn't afraid of something ending. She knew an end meant a new beginning. So who is Tabitha? Tabitha is a woman who's not afraid of closure. Tabitha is a woman who's not afraid of a change of season. Tabitha is not afraid that summer comes to a close. Tabitha is not afraid when the winds and the waves, uh, the rain blow down and thunderstorms. She just knows it's a different season because when something ends, something new starts. And people of transition don't mind, watch this, I'm going to say this, Cynthia, that people 
People of transition don't mind being yesterday's story because soon they will be today or tomorrow's feature. So I'm not worried about what they said about me yesterday. What I'm concerned about is who's writing about me today or what I will be featured as on tomorrow. And so when Jesus says, go into all the world and preach my gospel, he's saying in order to act that out, A-C-T, in order to act out taking my gospel to the world, we must be okay with ending our journey in one place so we can start anew in another. Who is Tabitha? Tabitha is Dorcas, and Dorcas is not afraid to end in one place of her life and start somewhere else. So let the text explain. Watch the text here as the text says, verse 37, the text says, it came to pass in those days that she was sick. And she died. Uh Uh-oh, something ended. Well, she ended. Whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. Now, not it. Listen, she listen. She was sick and she died. That's all the text says. It came to pass no day she was sick and she died. Whom when they had washed her, they laid her up in the chamber. Now, listen to me. Not in one way does the text imply that Dorcas was afraid of death. The Bible doesn't talk about her complaining and kicking and screaming. I don't want to go. I don't want to change. I don't want the season to adjust. I'm telling you, you got to be okay with letting some things go because things that die means something can be born. Things that end means something can be begin. And so when I hear, when I hear this story of Tabitha, I ask the question, who is Tabitha? And it helps me understand that whatever season I'm in, I've learned like Paul therewith to be content. If it's over with you, that's fine because something new is coming. Somebody ought to celebrate the death of some stuff because transition is about one thing ending and something starting somewhere else. Listen, you can't get to Long Beach from Los Angeles if you don't leave Los Angeles. Listen, you can't leave California and you can't get to Texas if you don't leave California. You will never get to where God wants you to go if you aren't willing to end where you are. I'm preaching. I'm about to do the floss. I'm going to do the floss in a second here. Listen, how you, listen, listen, you cannot, you cannot be afraid of death. You cannot be afraid of a season coming to a close. Listen, you, she died not complaining to God. And how could you do this? She didn't say, how can you do this to me, Lord? I'm to be faithful. I've been a, a woman of good works. I've been full and sharing my life. She could have been mad, but the text just says she got sick and she died. That's it. Ain't no trouble. Ain't no argument. Ain't no fussing between heaven and earth. She was quiet enough to accept whatever changes God brought to her. Next time somebody says it's over, you ought to just be quiet and just lay down and say it's over. In other words, let's not argue about it. I ain't got, if that's what you, if that's where you are and I feel it confirmed in my spirit, because sometimes you know it's been over long before they say it's over and it's nothing but God confirming in your spirit. What's the point 
point of arguing. You are prolonging the inevitable. I had to teach Joy that. Listen, her life was ending, but she knew she had given so much life to others, so it didn't matter if she died. In other words, when Jesus was on the cross and he had to die, guess what he said? It is finished. <laughs> it's gone and let's do it. In other words, whenever it's over, it's over because you've lived a full life. To this day, I still don't cry uh, 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 hysterically or emotionally about my mother. Why? Because there are no regrets. Her life was full. She lived her life to the full. I'm not sad. Her life is a powerful life. She's a gazelle. She's a Dorcas. Mama was a Tabitha. And so the text simply says she got sick and she died. And that's what I realize about my mother. She got sick and she died. But the end of this life on this side means a new life on the other. I will see her again. So here is the juxtaposition where we must learn to live with what is lost in uh, in hopes of attaining what God has for us in the future. We too must be Tabithas who aren't afraid to let things die. Transition is about the death of one and the life of another. It is that kind of attitude in our actions that bleeds through our pain and pierces onlookers to desire to be content as we are. In other words, you can't see the pain behind the blood behind my pain. You can't see it, but I feel it, but you would never know it because my attitude says I'm good. In other words, remember, I'm sustainable. I'm stable enough. I'm balanced enough to handle transition. I'm full enough to be willing to accept something else. And now I'm able to understand that when something ends, I know something new is coming. Somebody ought to thank God for whatever ended in their life because God is setting you up for transition. Dorcas lived the story she believed. Listen, some of you, some of us, let me say it that way, say we believe in God, but we don't live what we believe. In other words, we are stuck in our own minds. We are stuck like in quicksand, sinking ourselves because we refuse to change. We refuse to grow by letting something terminate. We refuse to release what God has destroyed and called an end to. We have argued with him over and over precipitously, giving our terms of logic and reasonability to God. And sure, God says, come, let us reason together. But that's not what he meant. He didn't mean argue him to what he has already given a judgment on. And you have lost your way and you are unable to move forward because the sand is drinking you like a man drinks water. And so here, Dorcas, Dorcas is the story who of a woman who believed, who lived what she believed. In other words, she acted what she believed and people what? They responded to her death. So when you you know something ends and you know something starts new, your attitude must reflect what's coming, not what left. In other words, you can't meet new people being sad about what you left. He told Joshua, you got 30 days to mourn over Moses's loss. But once you're done mourning about Moses's death, now you've got to walk in the new land in Canaan. You can't take Canaan crying about where Moses died. You've got to be able to transition your attitude. Somebody say attitude. Get my spirit together so that people over here can respond to where I am in my life, not what died in my life. So here's the impact. The fourth reason I believe Dorcas Story made this book is because, watch this now, right transitions 
reach farther. Right transitions reach farther. In other words, if God gives you a transition, the point of a transition is to reach more. The point of a transition is to do more. And people are often praying, God, give me more. Well, God said, how can I give you more? You ain't filled with what I gave you in the first place. The key to getting more from God is using what he already gave you. In other words, be faithful over a few things. He'll make you ruler over many. In other words, don't sit there and complain complain about what little you have. Thank God for the little you have and max the little you have out. I mean, wear it out. Run it till the wheels fall off. And when the wheels fall off, instead of complaining, oh God, my wheels fell off. Say, God, thank you that my wheels fell off. That means I'm getting new wheels. (laughs) Come on now. Transitions in our lives should add to us, not take away from us. And I don't want you to be discouraged thinking that things are going to be lost and things are going to die and you're not going to be fulfilled. I'm telling you, transitions come to add to your life. God didn't save you to take from your life. I say it again. God didn't save you to take stuff from you. God didn't save you to lose your job. God didn't save you to be broken in poverty. God didn't save you to be divorced and a single parent trying to live on uh, coupons and, 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 and a single portion income. God saved you so that your life could be abundant. He said, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. I'm telling you, let God take you through the transitions. Who is Tabitha? Tabitha is somebody who understands that the right transitions will take you further in life. If you accept the transition that God is doing in your life, you will go further. I'm talking to you, Wendy. I feel like God is leading me there. Listen, see why? Even if it's a lateral move, listen to what I'm saying, Riri. Even if it's a lateral move, we should learn something totally new. Even if I don't get a new title, if I move laterally, I still ought to have a whole new group of things that I learned new. Never go and take something new that is the same thing from where you left. But I wish you would. I wish you would quit me and then I end up in a relationship with the same thing that I had from the last. You must be out of your mind. This is over quicker. In other words, I'm smarter now. I'm not going to spend three three years with you. I just did that. I'm going to spend three weeks with you. It took me three weeks to figure out you the same thing. Come on, ain't nobody gonna talk to me. That's all right. Sit there and look all uh, funny. Why take a lateral move and not gain new influence or impact or knowledge? I could have stayed at the same place doing the same thing. Jesus said I came to give my gospel to the world. In other words, I could have stayed here with the Jews. The Jews already rejected me. The Jews already put me on the cross. The Jews already lied about me. I could have stayed here and did that, but the world, now he says, whosoever will, let him come. He says to the Jew, to the Gentile, to the black, to the white, the poor, the rich, the titled, and the untitled, whoever wants to come, I am taking my gospel across the streams and across the waves. You know that it's the right transition. Watch this when new people respond. If the same people are responding to what you're doing, it ain't nothing but the same thing that you used to do with the same people. Here's what I used to tell my Miller when we used to club. The clubs were smart. They used to open up, they do a little stretch. 
And the promoters would open another club on the other side of the city. They would open up in Santa Monica and then they'd open the club in Century City. All they do is change the name on the club. Guess what happened? We go over to the new club. Oh, man, this is a nice new joint, man. But guess what? All the same people are there. Guess what? Same DJ is there. Watch this now. Same promoters of the party because they have worn out their time at the other place. They've made all the money they can make there. So we've got to repackage it. But the reality is it's the same old thing. And I got tired of clubbing because I got tired of seeing the new people, the same people. So what did I have to do? I had to start leaving this locale area. And me and my mellow went out to other places. It was a little farther to drive, but guess what? We saw new people. (laughs) I'm telling you, you've got to learn that right transitions reach farther. And when it's your time, to transition, you've got to know that the transition takes you farther. It's a little longer drive. It takes a little more work. It takes a little more study. Yes, it's going to require more of your emotions. Yes, you're going to you're going to be challenged more. Yes, there's going to be people who hate you more. It comes with the... Ta- who is Tabitha? Tabitha is somebody who understands that if I'm going to get this gospel further, I'm going to have to deal with life as it is presented to me. So look at the remaining verses. Let's wrap this up. I'm getting close. The text says, and for as much as Leda, uh, I like that, was nigh to Joppa, the surrounding city, who is nearby. Do you get this whole concept of transition? I'm telling you this is beautiful. For as much as Leda was nigh to Joppa, close city, the disciples had heard that Peter was there. They sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. In other words, go get Peter. Uh, Tabitha is dead. Who is Tabitha? Tabitha is somebody who's dead enough to be able to Go get the Apostle Peter to come and raise him. <laughs> Call Peter. Call Peter on them fools. <laughs> Verse 39. Then Peter arose and went with them. Peter didn't say, I don't know Tabitha. He didn't say that. He knows who Tabitha was, right? So he says, then Peter arose and went with them. And when he has was come, they brought him to the upper chamber where Tabitha Dorcas the gazelle was. And all the widows stood by him, weeping. <laughs> and doing what? Weeping but showing their clothes off. Weeping but showing their coat. Weeping but flashing their garb. It was a fashion show in the upper chamber which Dorcas had made for them while she was with them. She could not limit. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. She could not limit her impact to a certain group. She was able to reach, listen, it the right transition reaches father. Remember they called her name Dorcas. The text says what Dorcas made. In other words, these were probably Greek women. They knew her by her Greek name. So her impact had already exceeded beyond the Jewish realm. And it sounds like everybody loved her. I'm telling, who is Tabitha? Tabitha is somebody that people out the church love. Come on, somebody. Tabitha is somebody that even the people down the street on the corner of the liquor store say hello. I like that. People used to say hi to me. They didn't even know I was a reverend. They'd be smoking, getting high, but they knew I was a work. I worked in the community. I worked in the neighborhood. They say, what's up, man? What's up? I say, what's up, man? They didn't know I preached from a pulpit, but they recognized me because I frequented there. They knew I worked in the area and I talked to them because we must be people of transition, people who reach 
people beyond our own group. You got to be stop being so sedity that you don't open your life to people who don't look or act like you. It sounds like everybody loved her and so much so they all came to see her. They called for help for her. I'm telling you, they said, call Peter, get somebody down here. They bragged and mourned for her. In other words, while they crying, they sitting up there modeling their clothes. Real impact doesn't always hit a single target. It spreads like unconditional love. I get tired of people trying to think that church is only to be done one way. The love of God is like a net that reaches across the ages. The net of God's love reaches all men, all women. I don't care. And it's a lot of pride month going on out there. I probably get in trouble for this, but I'm telling you, even the LBGT movement and and, uh, organizations need that net of love. We can't just sit around judging people. Who is Tabitha? Tabitha's not afraid to make a garment for a gay person. Tabitha is not afraid to make a coat for a felon. Tabitha is not afraid to make a coat for somebody who had an abortion. Tabitha is not afraid to go down to the hospital or to the back alley and get somebody out the crack house. Who is Tabitha? Tabitha understands that the right transition reaches further. You ought to tell somebody, I'm going to be somebody this year and I'm going to reach further. Real impact spreads like unconditional love. In other words, she attracted people of change. Peter came to her. I love it. Who's coming to you? Who is Tabitha? Who is coming to you? Do you hear me? If you get in trouble, who hears about you and comes to you? I'm telling you, who is Tabitha? Who are you? They stood around showing off their coats and garments that Dorcas made. And you'll know it's the right addition or move when the people you've loved and helped and even cheer you on bragging about how you blessed them instead of crying and sobbing and begging you not to go. You know it's the right transition when the people you've blessed have cheered you on. They're showing off what you did. They're excited and happy about the life you live instead of holding on to your ankle. Please don't go. Please don't go. It's the right transition when people release you. People who know it's your time to go will say thank you for what you've done, but we release you now to be the greater and bigger person you are. I'm preaching and you don't even appreciate it. I'm telling you, those people who stand around and cry and can't get it together, <laughs> I can't, I don't know what, I don't know, that, listen, they are not for you. They're the old group. They can't move forward with you. Take people from your old team who are able to make the transition with you. Who is Tabitha? Do you got friends? <laughs> well, you need a friend like Tabitha. When you do a good job, people can't be mad to see you go. It's the right transition when the people who love you aren't mad to see you go. They support your leaving. They can only brag about how you bless them. Why? Because they know you're going to be great somewhere else. They know that you're going to be great somewhere else because you were great here. Celebrate Dorcas. Celebrate Tabitha. Don't hold Tabitha back. Let me tell you, sisters, and y'all better stop all this. And let me tell you the black culture. Stop being the crabs in the barrel. Every time somebody tries to go up, we call them back down. Let people be who they are. Celebrate their accomplishments. Don't hate what they've done, but celebrate them. That's your Tabitha. That's your Dorcas. That's your gazelle traipsing across the field of life. And you ought to support them. It almost sounds like they were pushing each other around, Shana. It sounds like they were pushing each other around, Big Ben. Talking about, no, let me show my dress. No, let me know this is the coat I made. No, it reminds me of Cherry Whitney and, 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 and Nish on Christmas. And no, then let, look at mine, Daddy. Let me show you mine. Let me take the picture. Let me be on camera. Let me. And it just seems like, oh, who is Tabitha? Tabitha was so good to 
to people that people stood around bragging about what they'd done, what she had done, not crying about that she's dead. They bragged more about what she had did rather than crying about she had died. Oh man, that's a quotable. It almost sounds like they were just having fun. It didn't sound like a sad affair. And when I die, I don't want people standing around sad and crying. I want it to be a shouting happy time. Want you hear that, Joy? I want you to have church. I want you, Joy, to want to hear that. I know, listen to this. But the unique thing about this moment is that all this was done in both a Jewish and a Greek territory. Love is no respecter of persons. It will hit you no matter what color you are. I can pray for somebody in the crack house. I can pray for somebody who just had an abortion. I can pray for somebody in the prison because love is no respecter of person. And who is Tabitha? She taught me that. It will hit you no matter what color you are. And finally, the story is told because of this. Here it is. I'm wrapping this up. We rise to reach. Tabitha was one who rose to reach. She died knowing that the ending brought a new beginning because she understood that to rise means to reach. If you get up, you're going to reach. If God lifts you up, it's to reach more. If God changes the circumstances, it's to reach. If God gives you a transition, it's to reach. If God does it differently, it's to reach. If God makes a new way, it's to reach. If God changes your Uh, economic status. It's to reach. Dorcas typified that we aren't to focus on the death of things, but the rising of things. Transition is not just about release. It's about taking hold of something new. So watch this now. The importance of letting go of this over here is so that my hands are open to grab hold of what's over here. I'm going to say that again. The purpose of letting go of what's over here is so that my hands are open to grab what's over here. Woo! And that means I'm rising. Somebody ought to say, help me rise, God. Watch the text. As the text says here, listen to the text, but Peter put them all forth. Peter put them all out. Peter came. He kneeled down and he prayed and turned to the body and said, Tabitha, arise. I came to talk to somebody that God is about to say, Tabitha, arise. But you got to know who Tabitha is. Who is Tabitha? And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, what did she do? She sat up. Well, why do we rise? We rise to reach. Verse 41, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up and he called the saints and the widows back in and he presented her alive. God has you alive for a reason. If you're still alive, it's so you can reach. And so verse 30, 42 says, and it was known throughout all Joppa and many believed in the Lord. Listen to this. She reminded us that God is the God of the resurrection and that the resurrection transcends the immobility of death in a tomb or a single place. We rise to reach. When Martha and Mary came to Jesus about their brother Lazarus, she said, Lord, if you had been there, our brother would not have died. Jesus said, dummy, I am the resurrection and the life. And what I'm telling you is, if you got up this morning, that classifies as arising. If you rose this morning, you rose to reach. In other words, God has established your life on earth for a reason. And I want you to walk 
walk around like you're Tabitha. I want you to make a dress like you're Dorcas. I want you to make an alms and give to somebody like you're a gazelle or a roe. You're standing around the fancy woman that God created you. No matter how long you live there and no matter how long you work there, no matter how long you love there, the book of Acts is about gaining new ground. New heights are gaining day by day. The Lord is taking me into new action. 2022, I'm not done yet. It's June, but I'm not at December. I got six months to blaze some trail. No matter how long I was there, you ain't seen nothing until I get there. God has to raise us up if he wants us to reach the world. And I came to tell somebody you feel down now, but if God said reach the world, you have to be raised up to reach the world. Jesus never would have reached the world if he didn't get up out the grave. I'm telling you, the only way God is going to use you, to God would never tell you to reach the world if he doesn't have a plan to raise you up because you can't reach until you are raised. God has to raise us up if he wants us to reach the world. So I got news for you, Latanya and Luanda. no depressed person can reach the world. I want you to tell your friends that this week, Latanya and Luanda. I think you know a couple of depressed people. I think you got a couple of friends who are down on their luck right now. I want you to take this word and I want you to tell them that no depressed person can reach the world. We must be brought out to be brought in. Come on, somebody. God has to bring us out of it in order to bring us in. So Dorcas reminds us, Jesus died, but he got up. So don't go through life just focusing on the stuff that dies. Start thinking about how you can rise. You've got to turn to rise. You've got to change your life. I'm down now, but I will get up. Start talking to yourself. In the words of the late, great Maya Angelou, you have to be able to wake up and say, still I rise. Forty Verse 42 says, many believed in the Lord. The Bible said in verse 42, many people believed in the Lord. If you see it, put it on the screen, please. He says, it is known throughout all Joppa and many believed in the Lord. Your rising helps people to believe. When God lifts you up, people start believing. I'm telling you, God is not going to leave you down because if he leaves you down, it means people aren't going to believe. Let people, let your transitions take their place so God can raise you up. But here is what is so transitional from Acts 9 to Acts 10. Verse 43 says this. Look at verse 43. And it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one Simon Tanner. Look at verse 43. So this is transitional. And Peter had to be in Joppa. So he stayed there. He came from Leda. The text says he came from Leda, he came from Leda, and he stayed in Joppa. He tarried in Joppa. Why? I want you to understand why Dorcas is in this story. Because she was a setup for the transition of Peter, who was about to meet Cornelius. God, watch this. Peter stayed in Joppa because Peter had to be in Joppa because it would be in Joppa that the angel would appear to Peter to tell him to go see the Gentile man named Cornelius. In other words, an angel came to Cornelius way in another part of town and said, go send some people to get Peter. Have him come to me. If Peter wasn't in Joppa, Cornelius would
wouldn't have got the information right from the angel. What I'm telling you is Tabitha was instrumental to be in Joppa so Peter could be in Joppa so that when Peter stood on the housetop and the angel came to Peter on the rooftop and said, eat. And Peter said, I don't eat unclean meat. And God said, don't call unclean what I have called clean. In other words, I'm about to take the gospel to Gentiles who you call unclean, but I have made them clean. In other words, all the people that you say are unclean, the hustler, the woman who had the baby out of wedlock, the ex-con, the fellow, the liar, the cheater, the harasser, the abuser, every person that you say ain't no good. God said, I called them clean. And I got Peter on the mountain on the housetop of Joppa because I'm about to send my gospel to every person you have rejected in your life. Dorcas prepared Peter for the Gentile experience with Cornelius. It would be Cornelius that God would use to begin the spread of the gospel among the Gentiles. It's all about transition, boo. I'm telling you, Peter was on the rooftop because God had to get him ready to come down off the rooftop to go down to Cornelius' house. And at Cornelius' house, Cornelius was a Gentile, and Cornelius would begin to spread the gospel to all the Gentiles. And that's where the transition makes in Acts chapter 9 and chapter 10. And here in the middle of those chapters is a little old story about Dorcas. Who is Tabitha? Now you know, don't you? If you don't know, now you know. And I leave you with these practical words of encouragement. Here's my conclusion for today. So now that we know who Tabitha is, how can we be like her? And I say to you, beloved, with everything in my heart, you've got to, number one, be stable. Get your life in balance. Bring your life in order. Stop being an emotional chemistry a uh, ter- t- uh, uh, tornado just out of control. Get your life settled. Bring it on in, Wusa. Wusa for a minute. Bring it on in. Number one. Number two, get full. In other words, fill your life up. I'm not saying get busy, busy. I'm saying fill it up with stuff that makes you content. Surround yourself with people that give you peace. In other words, marry people who make you feel good enough about who you are, not berate you and demean you for who they want you to be. Oh, you better Listen back to that tape. You got to get stable. Number two, get full. Number three, let endings lead to new beginnings. In other words, let go of stuff that's dead. Stop laying around with dead corpses. You are unclean. The longer you stay, the Bible talks about that you are unclean if you touch a dead person. So you can't, and so that when, when Peter stayed with Simon the Tanner, Tanner means that he touched dead animal skin, which meant he was unclean. Peter stayed with an unclean man because God was giving him a message to the unclean people that he called clean. So let endings lead to new beginnings. Let go of the dead stuff in your life. Wash your hands like you do for COVID-19. Number four, see the change as elevation, not permanent denial. Transition means that not that just that you are leaving this and your life is over. It means you're leaving this and God has something better for you. And when we act our lives out, Riri, when 
we act our lives out, Mama Cain, the way God wants us to before others, we too will help spread God's gospel to more than just ourselves. Christianity has got to be more than about church. It's got to be more than about me. We make a name for ourselves so God can get the glory from our lives. And by being people of action, we carve out our lives that mean something to others as well as ourselves. And I'm saying that to you, beloved. Hear me when I say that. Your life ought to mean something to others just as it means something to you. You can't convince people if it don't mean nothing to you first. Get full first so that in your fullness you have overflow to be a blessing to someone else. We start making a difference in the world far beyond our own culture and network of friends. So today, I'm applauding all of you Tabithas, all of you Dorcases. You ought to be standing on your feet. Every one of you Tabithas online, you ought to be standing on your feet because I'm applauding you, Gazelle. You have a powerful story. You have a radiant mission in life. And God has designated you in spite of your history, in spite of your past, in spite of the stain of sin on your life. Jesus has washed you white as snow. God made sure he put your story in the book of Acts because you, my gazelle, are a great demonstration of how we all should act. I'm PC, and that's all I've got.